0: Attention to detail, carefully curated collection, thoughtful and inspired assembly of parts to make a whole, and execution with precision, skill, craft, and an artistic eye are all characteristics of a good designer and a good storyteller. Our stories play out visually, not with words, but with layouts, furnishings, and decor. And our finished pieces, they're the stories of our clients' lives. Those words were penned by designer Carla Hastings. Welcome to The Living Well Show. I'm Charmaine Winter with today's guest, master storyteller Gary Inman of Baskerville, the 11th largest hospitality design firm in the USA. Hey, Gary. Good afternoon. I'm so pleased that you were able to carve out a little bit of time in your schedule to join us today. And so I'm going to jump right in because I know how busy you are.
1: Well, I'm delighted to be here, Charmaine. Thank you so much.
0: So, Gary, what's one of the best lies you've ever told?
1: Okay, uh, probably that it's in shipment and it will be here next week. I'll <laughs> <laughs> make that happen. You know, There's moments where designers have to stretch the truth a bit.
0: Absolutely. And so if you weren't in this career, what would you be doing?
1: You know, it's a great question. I have always enjoyed storytelling, so this has been my avenue for doing that. I think if I were not working in design, I would probably be in media. I do quite a bit of uh, television and, and radio and podcasts now, and I enjoy the process very much. I've lectured more than a thousand times, so I've spent a lot of time in front of audiences, and I really love that. I think I would probably be, doing something in that field, or my fantasy would be to take those skills and use them for some kind of either television program or perhaps even have been involved in film in some way, because to me, film is the most powerful medium for telling the story. It's the reason that industry is such in a vast uh, success, and we really idolize the people that have those skill sets to convey stories in a way that's so powerful and poignant, I think, of someone like Meryl Streep, who's just a master in interpreting role after role after role. And really, it comes down to she knows how to tell a story. She knows how to embody that.
0: That is so true.
1: She's not the only one, but she comes to mind because she's someone who's had such a phenomenal career. So I probably would have tried to do something on the media side of the industry.
0: I could totally see you in that role. And and I think also perhaps because a little birdie told me you started off sort of on the fashion end of things, correct? That's
1: correct. When I moved to New York to study at FIT, the, the Fashion Institute of Technology, I had intended to be a fashion designer and I after about six months in the program, I landed a position with a fashion house on Seventh Avenue it was called the and They were very well known at the time for making beaded and sequenced evening wear for for women, uh, handbags as well. So it was an exciting company to be with because the 80s in New York and really everywhere were very glitzy if you you think about it. Mm -hmm. Lots of glamour. (laughs) I always say to people, you know, if if you didn't live through the 80s, uh, think about something like Dynasty, the the television program Dynasty. that really did kind of capture the spirit of the 80s uh, in terms of, you know, fashion really and things being kind of big and grand and the hair was large, the shoulder pads <laughs> were
0: huge and lots of, you
1: know, lots of makeup. But I just remember that every major party that I went to, probably 90% of the women in, in the room were sparkling in some way. They had sequencer beads or, or something about their their dress or their evening suit that sparkle. It was just a part of that that time period. And so it was, it was really a lot of fun to be working in a firm producing those things for places like Bird Door Goodman's and Fifth Avenue and for Dimes and Bullock. So we were working with all the major department stores developing private label evening wear for them. So... It was an
0: exciting way to start. As you describe it, that just sounds like a typical day here in Dallas, Texas. I mean, everything is big here. Big hair, big makeup.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's true to an extent. And I remember at the time, we had parts of the country where the product just sold so fast they could never keep it in. And Texas was always a huge market. I just happened to have a lot to land with a company that was really benefiting from that lifestyle. And we had a lot of celebrities who came in to be fitted for for gowns and so forth. And my favorite thing is that I met such an interesting cross-section of people in that, um, in that position.
0: Gary, that sounds like so much fun.
1: It was. I follow fashion in a very detailed way. I'm always reading fashion magazines. I watch fashion television when I have a chance. I really feel that fashion is so much more than just about clothing or what style is in, what color is in. It's, it's really about the way people define themselves, how they distinguish themselves in a world where there's so many people and we're so connected because of social media. And everyone's looking for a way to kind of create their own personal brand. And fashion's such an incredible part of that. And I find it always linked to the way I think about a home when I'm working with a client. Uh, One of the first things I always ask them is, may I see your closet? And I learned so much about them, just going through their closet. I always ask them, what's your favorite thing to wear? When you wear this one thing, you really feel like a million dollars, you feel like you're the person who owns the room. And there's typically a piece in their collection that kind of has that strength and. They'll show you the piece, and then I'll ask them why they love it. And and oftentimes, they've never thought about that. And it'll take them a little while, and then they'll they'll go, well, you know, it's really the color. The color just makes me feel great. And I'll look around, and I'll say, well, then, why don't you have any of that color in your home? And it's always the aha moment where they go, oh, that's why I hired a professional designer. This person's already getting inside my psyche, and they're going to help me create a space that connects to fashion because everyone feels like they can choose fashion for themselves but not so much create a home for themselves
0: absolutely and so when did you transition like what started it off for you the very first design project the one you agonized about the one you designed and redesigned over and over again what was your first
1: Well, and it's interesting, my my first, I've always said I was really born to be a designer. It took me a long time to figure that out. But when I was uh, just 10 years old, I said to my parents, they they asked what I wanted for the holidays. And I said, I want to redecorate my room. (laughs) And they were so taken aback. And my father in particular, I mean, this, this was a few years ago. And he thought, what boy wants to decorate his room? And I think he was concerned. But I really wanted to have an opportunity to create a space and i don't know where the instinct came from but i i didn't feel like the space was a reflection of what i enjoyed and what i liked so, so i designed that first room and the, the funny thing about it is every time i recall that room i go it's actually a really good room uh, it, it was very very thoughtful and very much and the kind of style that we came to think of as Ralph Lauren, uh, you know, very vibrant blue walls, almost a, a porcelain blue, a four-poster bed, so there was that bit of English tradition, a gorgeous oriental rug, hardwood floors, so a lot of the things that, that Ralph's associated, Ralph Lauren was associated with his, his shops and his style. Uh, they were my bedroom. <laughs> so I thought, well, I didn't do so badly at age 10, um, with my, with my budget and my, uh, catalogs. And, you know, at that time, there was no internet. Uh, there were limited shops in the neighborhood. And uh, I, I, grew up down in North Carolina in, uh, Winston-Salem, which is obviously a few miles from High Point. So it's not as though I didn't have re- resources, but it was just a very different time. And so it was, yeah, 10-year-old really using catalogs and local shops and creating a design concept for himself. And I, I think that really started me on the path of always having a very keen interest in creating objects. And uh, you know, I, still, I still feel that passion all these years later, um, whether it's furniture, lighting, rugs, interior spaces, or handbags, which I still design and, and, and love doing.
0: Fascinating. Truly fascinating. And more from Gary Inman after this commercial break. You're listening to The Living Well Show with Charmaine Winter, multi award winning international interior designer and owner of Winter Interiors Servicing, South Lake, Texas.
1: Hello. Dinner. Yes. Conversation. Yes. Dancing. Yes. Dessert. Yes. Tennis. Yes. Pool. Yes. Brunch. Yes. Good. When? Weekend. Where? Omni Houston Hotel. Where? On Woodway. Near the Loop. Dinner. Yes.
0: Conversation. Yes. Dancing.
1: Yes. Dessert. Yes Tennis Yes Pool Yes Brunch Yes Omni Houston Hotel Yes Weekend Yes Good Bye
0: You've always had your doubts. Over the years, you've second-guessed your choice of schools, what car to drive, even your job. But as your anniversary draws near, show her there's one aspect of your life you've always been sure of. No doubts ever.
1: We can help you turn a simple gift into a life-changing moment at Jewelers. Located at 23 Main Street or online. Green. It's not easy being green. Because every green is different. Your green could be lime. Another drink, sir. Then again, maybe you see more of a golf green. Or a majestic green mountain. But whatever green you're looking for, we have it in Brand Name Paints.
0: Welcome back to The Living Well Show. I'm Charmaine Winter, and we're talking with Richmond, Virginia, interior and furniture designer, Gary Inman, renowned design historian, lecturer, author of A Disciple of Beauty and the Art of Fine Living blog. In his book. The Collected Home, Daryl Carter states, objects can provide a sense of conversation among them. The goal is to gather pieces that deliberately yet discreetly relate to one another. So Gary, if you could have your pick of design projects, what space would you be working on today and what story would its interior reveal? That's
1: a wonderful question. I love Daryl Carter, so I, I love that quote that you opened with. Thank you. Um, I'm actually working on a project for an online magazine at the present time, and they asked me to create a space in the White House, which is absolutely at the top of my bucket list. I want to do a a real room at the White House. (laughs) Uh, what designer doesn't want that of course exactly so they they invited me to do that and I thought well of course I will do that because it's a sort of vicarious way to realize that ambition I said but I want to design it for the candidate that I'm going to vote for and so they indulged me and I ended up creating a breakfast room I wanted the breakfast room to be a place of real joy and serenity and I had a favorite quote it's the poet Rami and I've heard this quote many, many times. It was essentially said, in paradise, there is a garden. Yes. I will meet you there. And it's just this wonderful, yes. to me, sort of confirmation of, of love between two people. And there is something really spiritual about a garden. And so I turned to de Gournay, the wallpaper company that does these extraordinary chanwantary papers, for mm-hmm. it's uh, gorgeous garden elements, peonies and and um, carnations and all these lovely Asian flowers birds and so forth. to so get this real sense of being in the garden and I did that in a robin's egg blue and so it gave me this envelope the room itself just radiates joy and it feels like a garden and, and then from there I chose um, furnishings that I thought added to that sense of kind of serenity and peace and I thought nothing's more difficult than being the president. Um, it's really constant ridicule, no one's ever going to love you one hundred percent. But I thought, what if they could start their day, just even if it's only twenty minutes that they get, um, in a really beautiful space that kind of charged them up, made them feel so loved and, and cared about before they go and face, you know, all the difficulties of their day. So uh, that piece will be coming out very shortly, uh, with yard, So I'll, I'll send the link to you. So that was a, an opportunity to think in terms of crafting a particular story for a particular person.
0: It sounds so beautiful, and please do send me that link. That, how fantastic. And so I think you covered it briefly, but if you could be more succinct, what's the story that you want this breakfast room to relate?
1: Yes, the story is really about contemplation, serenity, peace, through color and texture, and through just a more edited approach to design. So it's not a cluttered room. It's a room that's very simple in in some regards. The table is octagonal, and it's a white lacquered table. So there's this very quiet moment in the center of the room. And I kept thinking, if I were in a pressured position like that, I would be looking for moments throughout my day where I could steal away and have a private meditation or just a moment to kind of reconnect with your inner self. We all know how important that is. Yes. I don't know if you practice yoga, but you know I do yoga, and it's so good for me because my, my work is actually very highly pressured. We've got tremendous deadlines and a lot of clients, and... We're flying everywhere, and there's just, you know, it's a very fast-paced, dynamic um, industry, and I, I love it. At the same time, though, it, it can be very draining, and the, the level of stress can be fairly daunting, and so things like yoga are, are very important. So I wanted them to, the person who occupies this room to almost have a chance to escape their and the the sort of rigors of what they're doing, set it aside and move into a sanctuary. And I like that word, sanctuary, where they're kind of removed from all of that. There's no technology in the room. There's only this really luscious wallpaper and this very quiet moment in the center of the room with a white table and blue and white china and a lovely Murano chandelier above with a few blue crystals. Um, blue to me is the most calming color, it's sky, it's water, it's those. John Kennedy used to say, that sense of connection, and it's really spiritually uplifting, so I was I taking all of those kinds of symbolisms, um, thinking about Kennedy, and thinking about the poet Rami, and thinking also about uh, Maya Angelou, and I, I know she's a poet that one of the candidates is very fond of, yes. <laughs> and the candidates that. That I support you without saying the name. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to touch those moments so that when this president is sitting in this room, she feels the presence of someone like Maya Angelou. Does um, that make sense? So it was really the story of this to me was almost a spiritual moment to start what has to be a very difficult day for the most powerful person in the world, really, and. I I just wanted it to be so pure and so almost sacred that for at least that moment, they had peace.
0: I am so thankful that I asked you to articulate because your vision for that room and the ultimate design that you're creating for this wish room. That we really get to enter in and to understand the level that you contemplate when you're creating this space, and it sounds exquisite. I'm almost jealous. I'm thinking I need one of those rooms to start my day. So I think we all do. (laughs) Absolutely, that is so true. Well, it sounds gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I just took my stress level and multiplied it by 100, and I. I thought that's probably what it feels like to be president. And so i love to be able to, to do a, a piece like this as a, as a gift because I, I admire the person who holds the office now and I, I feel I'm going to admire the person who holds the office after the election. And I, I think it's important to be kind and forgiving and supportive of one another. And design gives us a means to do that. I think it's one of the great things about design is that we have an opportunity to enrich and uplift people's lives and it has to be with intent and the story is a way that we make that intention known to other people Um, the way that we encode it into the objects we choose to put in the space so i'm very proud of that part of my practice and i know a lot of other designers feel the same way and i think there are some designers in the country that are extremely Mm -hmm. adept at creating those sorts of spaces. I think of someone like uh, Phoebe Howard, yes. uh, my friend Mary Douglas Drysdale, uh, Victoria Hagan. I mean, I could go on and on. I'm, when I look at their spaces, I just have that feeling that it's an intangible thing that's very difficult to describe. And that's what I really aspire to create in all my rooms. And, and I use storytelling as a methodology for getting there.
0: Yes. So it goes without saying, there's beauty in the little things. They can and do put the finishing touch on a stellar design. Absolutely. What interior design element is your favorite detail?
1: Well, you're asking very good questions. There's so many things that are important, but I think the one thing I spend more time on is lighting. To me, lighting It's so incredibly important for the way that we feel when we're in a room, the way the colors look, how the room functions. If I want to read a book, I want to make sure that's an enjoyable process. If I'm with my spouse and, and we're making dinner, I want to make sure we've got great lighting to work in. Lighting, to me, is beauty and function wrapped into this one kind of extraordinary thing, and it can be very dramatic, and theatrical, it can be very erotic and sensual. It can be very, you know, crisp and pristine. There's so many different characteristics that you can create with lighting. So I, I think to me that one design element that I always think about first and probably last is, is lighting. And I try to get that just right.
0: I love that. I love how you say that because you're so correct in terms of lighting just sets the tone. A room beautifully designed without the correct lighting just looks almost haggish. <laughs>
1: oh, that's, that's great. It's true. Um, I went to a show house a few years ago in, in High Point. Uh, it was a traditional home show house and really a dear friend of mine had done a room and, and I loved her room. The, textures and the attention to detail and all of that was just really magnificent. And mm-hmm. So when I was in the space, I kept thinking, well, I'm not able to appreciate the patina of that desk or I can't enjoy these beautiful objects and the shelves because I couldn't really see them effectively. And while they could see that it was done by a really talented designer, their sort of energy dropped and they did not linger in that room. They would move back into one of those spaces where there was a lot of wonderful, luscious light. So to me, that was just a perfect example of the power of light and how important it is as a designer or as someone creating a home for themselves to really get that properly uh, organized because otherwise, you're just not going to enjoy all the beautiful objects in your space. You're not going to be able to appreciate them visually.
0: Absolutely. And we'll be right back.
1: Hi, I'm Amy Wax, creator of the Color911 app and the Color911 blog, and you're listening to the Living well show with international multi-award winning designer, Charmaine
0: Winter. Yes, we can make it happen. There was probably a time in your life when you had no need for a financial plan, but now that your major assets are no longer the ones hanging in your clothes closet, maybe it's time to consider working with someone who manages money for a living. Financial Consultant provides the recommendations and you provide the priority. Your financial success. We'll make it
1: happen.
0: You Financial.
1: Hey, are you tired of uncomfortable flights? Tired of the tiny foot space you have in airplanes? Worry no more with this new premium class featuring deeply reclining sleeper seats, extensive choice of in-flight entertainment, exclusive lounge access, premium food and beverages, and priority boarding. Book your tickets today at Flass.com. Ah,
0: I have never felt such
1: comfort at such a convenient price. Ah, the
0: sound of the sea. There's only one place you'll hear lawn mowers this far from land, because there's only one cruise line with ships that have up to half an acre of real, finely manicured lawns. Perfect for picnics or evening concerts under the stars, and obviously crucial for croquet. Just one of many delicious surprises awaiting you on board our exceptional cruise ships. Who are we? Well, put it this way. No one's more celebrated at sea than us, and modern luxury lives here. And we're back. This is The Living Well Show, and I'm your host, Charmaine Winter. I've had a delightful time talking with Gary Inman of Baskerville, and in the last few moments, we are going to take a listener question. And this question is from Randy from Nebraska, and he writes, he's really a big fan of Luxe style, and he was just wondering what's the best way to create a classy Luxe. He says one that's not overdone or underdone.
1: There's some really great online resources now. Many consumers I know may not have the budget to work with professional architects or designers, and so I always say to them, look at people like Serena and Lily or Coco Kelly or the Gracious Home. There's sites that are well curated and then find the things there that speak to you. There's some really wonderful bargains to be had there. So that's part of the way that you can bring lux into your personal space. I would say to Randy that texture is a wonderful way of adding luxury. It's not always just about color or pattern. Those are very powerful, obviously, but the way something feels, the texture of it, Great sheets on your bed, a wonderful chenille chair, perhaps a cashmere throw that's over the foot of the bed. Those kinds of things can add a lot of luxury to the space because you'll you'll find yourself enjoying that feeling over and over again. So I, I would encourage him to, to bring texture in, and of course, not to forget about lighting. Yes, nothing too bright. Multiple lights make the walls glow. Too, one light, it throws light up and over the wall. So whatever color you choose for that, you, you're accentuating it with light. And that adds a huge amount of luxury. That is a kind of classic Cary Grant almost um, feeling.
0: And there you have it, Randy. You've heard it from the King of Lux himself, designer Gary Inman of Baskerville. And uh, listeners, I know you're going to want to follow... Gary, you can reach him on social media at Instagram at Gary Inman and also look for him on Facebook. And just before we close out the show today, I've had so many inquiries with regards to advertising on the Living Well show. And I want to let you know we do welcome advertisers who are suppliers or manufacturers in the interior design industry, as well as practicing interior designers who may want to um, advertise in a specific episode.
1: No, I'm sure many, many people are doing
0: that. Yes, thank you, Gary, or on a subscription basis. And you can find out more with regards to rate by reaching out to me directly at info at dot Join me again for another episode of The Living Wall Show next time.